Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. series this week with Dr. Brian Bojanski, who is a chiropractor, and he makes up a really vital part of our concussion team because he has a really unique approach to concussion care. Uh, Dr. Lakowski, do you want to introduce Dr. Bojanski? So Dr. Brian Bodanski is a board-certified chiropractor at the Riverhead Chiropractic and Wellness Center. He earned his doctorate of chiropractic from Life University in Marietta, Georgia in 2011. Dr. Bodanski has extensive experience helping patients with various health challenges, including but not limited to back and neck pain, work injuries, auto accidents, sport injuries, and more. He specializes in multiple chiropractic techniques, nutrition, prenatal, and pediatric care. Welcome to the podcast, Brian. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're so happy that you could be here. So tell us a little bit about how you became a chiropractor and what led you to becoming interested in that field of work. Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, my father's a chiropractor. So I was born into it, and that led a lot to what I became and just following in his footsteps more than anything. But it obviously expanded on that and I love the holistic lifestyle of the profession and wanted that upbringing for my kids and that's where we are today. So your dad was a chiropractor did he just do traditional chiropractic care and or did he have an interest in traumatic brain injury and concussions as well? No, to be honest, for the most part, he was always just strict chiropractic, um, family practice, love taking care of kids and all that stuff. And it once I came into the practice, it definitely evolved into what it is today. Awesome. And what kind of symptoms do you find with patients that seek chiropractic care? Because it is a more holistic Uh, treatment approach, right? It's not your traditional, you know, you go to physical therapy, massage therapy. Um, It's it's a little bit different. So what kind of symptoms do patients typically have that should seek your treatment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we take care of everyone from time of birth to 99 and everything in between. So the majority of patients that we see, they're coming in for your traditional neck pain, back pain, headaches, that sort of stuff. But then once they're here, after we do our initial workup, it tends to evolve into different treatment therapies that we could help manage their case and make their lifestyle better. Tell us a little bit about what that chiropractic workup entails. What does that look like and what should patients expect when they're coming in to see you for that initial visit? Yeah, so when the patient walks in the door, obviously we have them fill out all the fun paperwork and that sort of stuff. Um, But then we're going to sit down one-on-one with them and take a detailed history, consultation, get to know them, get to really understand why they came into the office in the first place. Because a lot of times patients have pain for years that they'll deal with, but what brought them in that day? What got it to that tipping point where they finally came in the door? And then after that, we're going to do a physical exam. We're going to take uh, different measurements and range of motion and orthopedic tests and all that fun stuff. And ultimately, majority of the time, we're going to take an x-ray to see exactly what's going on in there and ultimately to rule everything else out. Now, does your workup uh, 
differ when it's a concussion patient? Is that is there a different test that you look at? Is it you look at them differently? Like I said, differently. Do you um, are you more cautious with them for your adjustments? How does that work with your concussion population? Definitely. Uh, you know, we treat every patient as an individual, and depending on what they come in with, we're going to vary our techniques based on what they need. Uh, so in your case, what you're looking for is the typical concussion patient. We're going to do the vestibular findings and the auditory and the visual. And in that sense, we're going to work more with a neurologist and do different kind of testing and, and see what, again, we could rule out and make sure that they're in the right place and that we can take care of them. Now, with a chiropractic care, I think a lot of the misconception is, is like, you just crack bones, <laughs> right? And the science of chiropractic uh, medicine is really interesting. Can you talk a little bit about what exactly you, you actually do for the patient? Yeah, so our objective um, when, when you say crack bones is to ultimately relieve the pressure, the tension off the nerve. If it wasn't for the nerve, no matter what we did, it wouldn't matter. The reason we deal with the spine is because the nerves run through. And basically, anywhere that that nerve goes, that's where their problem's going to be. And if the bones in the spine misalign, they're going to put abnormal stress in that area, and it's going to cause a variety of dysfunction and malfunction. Is there any commonality you see in the types of injuries coming in in concussion patients, or does it really just run the gamut of symptoms I mean, and injuries? Yeah, you're going to have that nausea, that tension headaches, and that migraine headaches with the vision and the equilibrium issues. But usually we'll see them post-auto accident where there's severe head trauma involved. Are you? Do you? Would you say a majority of your concussion patients are motor vehicle accident related the ones that we see yes yeah i feel like they typically have the most neck and back issues from yeah. the type of it's, injury that it is it's that whiplash effect i mean sometimes they don't even know if they hit their head or not because they can't remember right now i know um from working with Dr. Tannen, who we had on last week he worked really closely with a chiropractor that was uh really doing a lot of cranial sacral therapy in concussion patients. Can you talk to us about um, what cranial sacral therapy is and what part of the head and adjustment that looks like and um, symptoms that patients might have if that part of their neck is affected? Yeah, so cranial sacral therapy is really more of an osteopathic technique. Um, I prefer to be more data-driven and analysis base where we're going to take the x-ray and we're going to make measurements based off how those bones are misaligned and we're going to see the degree of the shift uh, specifically c1 c2 your atlas axis and how it rotates up on that occiput and we can make a gentle adjustment using our hands we have instruments that we use it, it really depends on the patient but nothing that we do ever physically hurts it's just easing that bone into the right spot and allowing the body to heal itself. I know I have a bunch of patients that have gotten that adjustment and it was like the the magic ticket to their <laughs> concussion recovery. You know, they were they've been in vestibular therapy, they've been in vision therapy and they were just still symptomatic. They had this 
this lingering headache was typically the the one symptom that we couldn't figure out what the the root was and that simple adjustment of um the the neck made such a big difference so when i have a patient in in office that I can't figure out, you know, I've exhausted <laughs> all of what I've done and all, you know, the concussion specialist is like, I don't know. I'm like, I know we have, we might need yeah. to Brian. <laughs> no, no matter what you do, no matter what drug you take, that bone's not going to move. Um, so our job is to just reposition it and ultimately break that habit of where the body has been for days, weeks, or even years and retrain the muscles around the spine to accept that change. Right, I think that's a big key that we see on our patients too, especially following a brain injury, is they develop these compensations or this almost like new normal for them, and you have to almost break that down exactly. and teach them what to do. How, exactly. long do. how long do you think that process usually is for your patients? It depends on the patient. I mean, everyone is different. That's the hardest part, and that's, you know, the, the game of it, if you will. And it's figuring out how that patient's going to respond and if, the, if what you do is working. You know, I tell people when they come in, only three possible things could happen. You're going to get better, you're going to get worse, or you're going to stay the same. And any one of those three tells me if what I'm doing is working or not working and if we need to change our plan. How long do you usually give a course of care with you before you say, okay, this isn't working and then we need to try an alternative? Yeah. I mean, we should see results after a few treatments. That doesn't mean the problem's fixed. It doesn't mean it's going to go away. And then after probably three months of care, what we do is take another set of x-rays to compare it to the originals and see the progress. Awesome. I, now, with that, the progress, do you, is there a, like, regression, right? Sometimes Dr. L and I see they went through a, successfully through a course of vision therapy and then their symptoms start to come back from a little bump or blow to their head um, and they're resymptomatic again and we have to put them in for refresher sessions. Do you find that with your care as well? Absolutely. There's always going to be that remission and recurrence. You know, you can't stop people from living their lives. You know, they're always going to have something, whether it's work-related auto accident related or just taking the garbage out one day. Um, so you have to find that maintenance plan to try to prevent that as much as possible. If a patient is symptomatic, how do they get to you? Do they need a referral from their primary care physician or their concussion specialist? How do they get to you? Because it is sort of alternative in the sense that I, I don't think a lot of people know about your services and everything that you yeah. can treat. No, 99.9% .9 of the patients that we see do not need a referral. They could just walk right in our door and we can start treating them. Um, sometimes there's a rare hiccup where a specific insurance plan requires it, but that's, like I said, in extremely rare circumstances. Right. Now, when you start treating your patient, you had mentioned earlier that you really embrace the whole holistic uh, lifestyle. It's not just chiropractic care. Right. When you're seeing your patients and concussion patients, do you talk to them about the nutritional aspect and, and do you do massage therapy? What are the other factors to your care, right? The, what, what does your umbrella kind of look like? Yeah. So personally, we do a lot of nutrition. Um, based on hormonal therapy, you know, your adrenal glands are a huge aspect of your body. 
they could cause fatigue, insomnia, headaches, pain, stress, all, and so on and so forth. So if there's a problem there, it's going to cause problems everywhere else. And it just, it's that domino effect throughout. Um, we do pH testing to see the alkalinity or acidity of your body. And again, that could cause toxicity throughout the environment inside your body. Um, so again, personally, we, we do the nutrition. In addition to that, we do have massage therapists. We have acupuncturists. We work with physical therapists, neurologists, orthopedists, uh, certified pain management, everything under the sun. We, we have it. And, uh, you know, the only thing we don't have right now is an MRI machine. And again, we, we do send people out for MRIs to get better findings, better test results. And if something comes up, that we have a better understanding of how to deal with it. With that nutrition piece, what are your most common tips or advice that you're giving in terms of nutrition to that post-concussion population? Yeah, I mean, we deal with a variety of supplements um, that we recommend. Uh, again, depending on the findings, we try to cater it to the individual. Um, but a lot of times there are, you know, stress support and immune response and um we find the big one to be ginkgo biloba helps helps a lot with brain injury. Yeah, the memory component um, for the visual realm, but I think that's mm -hmm. a resounding symptom and complaint from all of our concussion patients is they feel like they're in this fog, right? They they just yeah. they're in this co this concussion space where they just can't remember what they did yesterday. They can't keep their thoughts straight it's this whole cycle with concussion uh so i imagine that that definitely is what you're seeing as well yeah there's so many additional factors be due to the concussion that it it just trickles down and it's you know it snowballs right the recovery can be so multifactorial and that's where we call i'll come in and we all have that little piece of exactly. helping them get back to how they were functioning beforehand yeah absolutely I really like that you uh, treat them in a similar way uh, that we do, right? We always say that the eyes are part of the whole body, so we can't just look at the eyes. And it seems right. like you're approaching the spine and the bones and the nerves in the same way. You're really looking at the person in totality and seeing how you can get them to function the best systemically and we're looking at how we can get them to function best visually and this is why you are such a critical part of the concussion management team right because we all work yeah everyone has to work together and bounce ideas off each other and and manage the case to its its best ability yeah now we touched on this a little bit do you uh, about how long the treatment tends to last do you, and I know it's complicated because every patient is different, <laughs> but do you find that uh, your concussion patients have a longer course of a treatment or do they tend to have previous injuries that then got re-exacerbated? How does that, that look? Yeah, there's definitely aspects to it where there's more exacerbations and they're going to have a lot more setbacks than the typical patient coming in the door. Um, and again, they're going to have multiple compensatory injuries be because of it. And then do you play a role in, um, you know, a big hot topic in concussion is return to play, return to work. What's kind of your role in determining when your patients can start to do more physical activities in their daily life? Yeah, honestly, for that, we're going to, 
um, refer out to a neurologist and we're going to let them make that call. They're, they're much more established in that aspect than, than I am personally. And I'll, I'll defer to them in that sense. That's good to know that, you know, you're not just a cowboy and like saying, I can do all these things, um, you know, uh, and, and having, like you said, everybody in the concussion team really plays their specific role. And I know for, for me, I'm not that well versed in chiropractic care. So it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting to me all of the things that you can treat. I know we're talking about concussion, but what other things do you, are, are you able to help and what other conditions do you treat a lot of? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, in New York State, we're, we're a little handcuffed uh, to, and restricted to mainly neck and back pain. We can't deal with extremities and that sort of stuff, although we're trained to. Um, but then in addition to that, we love taking care of uh, pediatrics. Children come in the office. And, I mean, if you think about it from birth, they're sitting in the womb curled up in a ball for nine months. And birth could be a traumatic experience in a lot of ways. So when they come out, we just want to make sure that everything's functioning to its fullest potential. And even prior to that, we take care of a lot of maternity patients as well. Interesting. The, for the, the pediatric population, we, you know, a big branch of what we do is also treating kids with learning issues and reading issues. It, are, is there an overlap where you find that there is something going on that you can treat that can affect their learning? Um, we have the typical ADD and ADHD patient come in and yeah, we find that chiropractic gets great results with it. Now, is there a textbook and research study to back that? No, it, it'll never happen. But, uh, <laughs> you know, per- but that that's where we stand on that. Yeah. I mean, we, we have that same issue with vision therapy. It's hard to complete <laughs> those studies uh, because mm-hmm. there's it's hard to quantify the way someone feels. And that's really right. the hardest thing about what both you and I do is that we're really, yes, there are MRIs and x-rays and you could see the bone, but the, the crux of what we do is making the patient feel better. And that's hard right. to uh, really yeah, quantify. Yeah. It's hard to rely on those subjective findings, you know, and that's why we try to do as much as we can with with data and um, visual analysis and all that stuff. Now, talk to me a little bit about uh, eye turns in chiropractic care. Uh, there is, I know, I don't know if you do any of that treatment, but uh, I know that a lot of patients uh, and a lot of pediatric patients uh, that have had trauma sometimes end up with an eye turn and they go to a chiropractor and they do some magical adjustment and their eyes straighten out and it's very interesting <laughs> to me. So I'm just curious, a brain yeah. off of concussions, but I, it's just a personal... Um, yeah, well, again, it could be related to a torticollis um, and it goes back to that those first two vertebrae in your spine, that C1, C2, where those nerves that originate and come from those spinal regions go to your optics and go to your vestibular regions. And if there's an issue going back to that spinal area, it's going to just trickle down to those visual aspects and whether it's motor or sensory. Do you have any tips and tricks for our listeners of (laughs) one, how to protect their spine, neck, and to make sure that they are staying safe. Also tips and tricks of if they're symptomatic when and how to to reach you 
Yeah, I mean, uh, again, our goal is to keep people doing what they love. You know, if you want to play basketball and it's causing you pain, my job is to keep you playing basketball. You know, I don't want you to stop doing anything that's making you happy. So, obviously, we want to do our best to help the patient um, achieve their goals. And, yeah. Um, Do you have any tips or tricks to keep the neck and spine uh, safe from injury or getting exacerbated? Yeah, um, we love yoga, you know, keeping the spine healthy and keeping the muscles relaxed, absolutely. Um, Daily stretches to help keep that curve in your neck. Obviously, in today's day and age, there's texting and computer and and what we're doing right now, and everyone's constantly looking down. So you just have to remember to look up once in a while and and maintain that spinal health. Really good advice. We go over similar things with our patients also, Um, you know, because we all live in this world now where we're all on our devices and it affects affects our visual system in terms of strain, but also physical strain, too. Absolutely. The effects are definitely something that we talk about. Um, Yeah. And I guess my other question for you, big question, is when, if you've had an injury, at what point should you seek chiropractic care? Is there like a sweet spot where there's some natural healing or should, is it better to be seen sooner rather than later? In my opinion, it's immediately, you know, um, and unless you're obviously dying or there's severe injury and you need to go to the hospital. I think we could be one of your first stops because of the range of which we, we can treat and the other specialties that, that we work together with. And then patients coming to you uh, for their post-concussion care, what can they expect in terms of after they've completed their chiropractic care with you? What's their follow-up with you like? Are, is it ongoing? Are they, are they coming in to see you every three months? Or is there a point yeah. where their care is finished with you? You know, initially, there's patients that we see every day, you know, after that immediate car accident or trauma. Um, And then we gradually slow down where we see them once a month, every other month, uh, once a year, that kind of thing. And we set up a maintenance program for them to, again, try to alleviate any setbacks and, and stop that regression. It's interesting that you said a maintenance program because I was wondering about that because we always harp on we give them home exercises and they can pick it up and they can do it just like vestibular therapy. They have those. Uh, What do some of those home things look like? Is it just basic stretches and things of that nature? Yeah, there's basic stretching that we that we recommend uh, different ways how to bend, twist and turn and lift things and and carry things and that sort of stuff, sleeping positions and, and, and whatnot. On that note, when we had Dr. Queller on our concussion specialist, she had talked a little bit about looking at someone's, if someone keeps getting the same injury in the their sport that they're playing, uh, looking at how they're playing to kind of understand why they're getting injured. When you're doing your assessment, and do you have them describe, say uh, it was a football player playing football that that got their concussion and they're coming to see you are you able to assess if they have you know poor uh, core strength or something of that nature that's making their their spine weak in that area or something like that yeah i mean we want to see what's putting them in that vulnerable position to begin with if it's something that's repeatedly happening then obviously there's something that needs to be um addressed 
do you put them on like a uh, like an exercise program almost to help strengthen those areas or not typically? If, after a while, we'll give them some um, specific stretches uh, to to reposition the spine and maintain uh, where it is. Awesome. I'm learning so much about chiropractic <laughs> care. Again, a lot of what we do is, is based off the x-rays. So depending on the severity of, of the curve in the spine or the misalignment in the specific vertebra, we're going to uh, give exercises based off that. It's so interesting. Right? I, f- I feel like I don't know enough about <laughs> chiropractic care, but I feel like it, it really is such an important piece to the puzzle. And, uh, I, I, like I mentioned earlier, the concussion patients that do seek chiropractic care, I find, end up being doing better and have a more successful recovery story because they really are addressing all the pieces to the puzzle and not just one aspect that gets them by. Yeah, and again... Chiropractic as a whole um, is very um, diverse, I guess you could say, Um, and there's multiple techniques. We try not to pigeonhole ourselves using one specific technique for everybody. Uh, We try to uh, use um, all the different techniques to see what's going to work best for that patient. You know, I I tell patients, uh, I can do the same thing to you as I could do to someone else and get completely different results. So you got to see what's going to work best for that patient in that scenario. Absolutely. Now, is there, we, we've covered a bunch of stuff. Is there anything that you want to share with our listeners? Uh, maybe the misconception about chiropractic care and concussion and head injury or anything that else that you want to share with our listeners? You know, I... I recommend people uh, discover it for themselves and and make their own opinion of it. I think that's a, no, I think that's a, no, I think that's a great a great tip on the the main medical track. Sometimes it gets a yeah. bit rough, right? It's so, not mainstream by any means. So I think if you are a, a listener who is struggling with symptoms and you can't figure and you've been to every doctor and they keep telling you that there's nothing wrong with you uh, you know on black and, and black and white paper it might not be a bad idea to seek an alternative treatment such as chiropractic care um, and for the professionals that are listening it's a really good idea to find a chiropractic doctor in your area that can provide the service that maybe you are weren't aware of before yeah and again there's an abundance of tests out there that you could do. You could do EMG studies, MRIs, X-ray, range of motion testing, VNG testing. Um, and those are all great, but it's what you do with those results. And it's, you know, it's how you treat it. Right, and I think that's what makes you so unique, you know, even just in the chiropractic realm, that you really are looking at all of those alternative options for patients. Yeah, and that's why we have so many specialties that we deal with. So, again, we could give that multidisciplinary approach to help the patient as a whole. For our local listeners that are, you know, interested in seeing you, how can they find you? Uh, We are at 160 Old Country Road in Riverhead, right where the DMV is. Uh, We've been in this location for over 20 years now. And uh, we we don't plan on going anywhere. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Do you have a website that um, they can listen to? They can go visit? (laughs) Website is riverheadchiropractic.com. Uh, phone number is 631-727-7200. 
beautiful. So I will link all of that into the show notes for today. Uh, but we so appreciate you having coming on to the show because Thank you, you really you really um, are bringing a lot of information and light to a, a specialty that is really critical in helping people feel the best that they can. So we really appreciate you guys, you coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. What a great interview with Dr. Bajanski. We are going to wrap up today's episode with our weekly insight. So for this week's weekly insight, Dr. Zelnicki and I want to talk a little bit about laterality and directionality. That essentially means your left versus your right, which is a very important thing for learning. Um, one of our mantras is it's never too early to start. You'll hear us say that a lot. Um, so one thing I've been doing with my newborn son, just to kind of get started on introducing that concept, is whenever I'm changing him or dressing him, I touch his limbs and we go over left and right. Like, oh, I'm putting your left arm in your clothes now. Oh, now I'm putting your right leg in your pants. Um, It it sounds kind of silly, but it's really important to start teaching them these kind of concepts as soon as possible because babies really take in much more information than you really realize. And then later on in life, that established left versus right plays such a large role in learning in the classroom. It's really a big underlying part of learning how to spell and read and write. So it's really important to try to establish that concept as early as possible. Dr. Zonicki, do you have any tips for how to teach an older kid yeah, left versus right yeah no I absolutely love that tip and uh, it's funny I do that with John Anthony now and even Daisy now that she's a little bit older right she's two and she knows like this is my left hand she doesn't exactly understand completely what she's saying or what she's doing but the repetition really is important for them um, and even older uh, than that older than two what you can do with them is give them directions and make it into a game. Take two steps to the left, take two to the right. And again, it just reinforces the identification of the lefts and the rights. And it really, as you had mentioned, it really does play such a critical role in learning and in school. Uh, So I guess the best piece of advice from Dr. Lakowski and I is utilize the words left and right as much as you can. And, And everything that you're doing using that for identifying their own limbs, but also out in the world, right? Say, this is my right versus your your left, and give them all those different perspectives on lefts and rights will serve them well in the future. What a great episode with Dr. Brian Bajanski. And for next week, we are going to be continuing our concussion series. And we're going to be talking with an optometrist who also does neurorehabilitation and who was recently written up in Sports Illustrated for his work and how he completely changed the course of a baseball player's life. So tune in next week. As always, if you guys have any questions, you can find us at Twin Forks Optometry on Instagram, Facebook, and visiting our website at www.twinforksoptometry.com. All right, guys, have a great week.